What's up, everybody? Aaron yeah. and Austin show. What episode are we now? 84. 84 today. 84. And every time I see it now, I'm always just so surprised how many episodes we've done. It's so. pretty crazy, really. Yeah, yeah we're, closer, we're ever closer to that 100 spot. So <laughs> We got uh, chef and restaurateur award-winning Jordan Ricard tonight from Florito. Happy to have you, buddy. Uh, before we get into too much there, I want to go through some sponsor stuff. Uh, this show is filmed on location at Slow Coast Studios. That's uh, our studio here at the Hideout, and we are basically gearing up to shoot podcasts, shoot audio visual kind of works is really what we're looking for. Um, if your band needs an EPK uh, electronic press kit, that's that that's at the heart of what I'm really trying to do give give people promotion. So uh, hit me up for some of that, and let's get you scheduled in. And also, we got a PK Pest Management for all your uh, pest management needs. Uh, you can get with me or you can get with our Facebook page. Um, anything from termites to roaches to anything you need from. We got great fly spray as well for restaurants. We got a little bit of everything. So It's getting cold outside. Bring them inside. Yeah, if, that, you, if you care about this, bugs, this, bring them inside. This time of year is uh, definitely yeah. the mice and spider season. So if you have any of those issues, you can hit me up and we'll take care of it for you. So get with PK Pest Management. 316-305-7108. Uh, we got Sacred Leaf, one of our favorite sponsors. Those guys are just killer. I see them everywhere doing great stuff. Uh, always, always down to uh, help the community. Uh, killer CBD store. They make all their own products, really in house from their own fields in Colorado. It's just a kick-ass, kick-ass operation. So go see uh, Sacred Leaf if you uh, have those needs. And we also got Jealous Kitchen, uh, our newest sponsor. Uh, shout out to to Jesse and uh, Brittany doing everything over there at the, out of the Munchapotamus spot at uh, Shamrock. Um, they're there every Monday, turning a, a Monday night into a Taco Mondays. It's like Taco Tuesday's pregame yeah. kind of thing. And it's a, they got a great uh, pineapple-infused uh, uh, fried taco that they do over there. That's pretty badass. So get with everything, uh, Jealous Kitchen. And uh, shout out to Wichita by EB always. We love you. And uh, get with us on subscribers. We are at... 578. We are so close. Yeah, so we're 22 close. away from our goal to be at 600 by the end of the year. Invite all your people to love yeah, us. Yeah, please get, get over there right. to uh, YouTube and subscribe. And if you want your band or any flyers or any upcoming events you got going on and you want to put them right here, get with us on that as well. And we'll hit that graphic and get on out of here. Right where? Right here. Right here. Episode eighty four, man. I, every I time, every time I write it down after we after we got like past seventy, I was like, man, we really. You're like, oh shit, this is real. Yeah, we got something. Yeah. We got something going. I mean, we fucking really stick with it. And I would always say to any podcaster out there, if you're you're ever trying to get going with this stuff, uh, stuffy, we have an avid podcasting listener today in the studio. Man, you got to keep making them. You get, you can't quit. Like you got to just keep giving content and keep pushing it out there. So. That's something you're well in anything, man. Consistency really is going to make. Yeah, it is. I mean, because there's, I think there's the statistics are crazy because there's like seven million podcasts, but only like only like a hundred thousand of them produce content on a monthly basis or some shit. Really? Yeah. So a lot of them don't. They're bunch, basically oh, wow. a bunch of been stopped and started, and, none of them, and they never did. I thought again. our competition <laughs> was like exponential, like just 
never. There is there, there is a ton of competition this week. There might not be any the next week. You never know. Podcasting yeah. people are fickle. They die and go consistency. off. Yeah, consistency. Key. That's it. So that's why we just keep that's sitting here every week. <laughs> and then this week we're sitting here uh, across from Jordan. So how's it going, Jordan? Oh, Welcome to the show. Yeah, I've been listening to a bunch of episodes to try to nice. get into the zone and didn't quite make episode 86, which is like a chef's dream, but... Oh, yeah. Still good oh, for 84. I didn't even think about that. Damn, I'm not that good of a writer. That's just, awesome. <laughs> it's just the Happy to consult. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, yeah. 86. Uh, this, 86. We're out. We're out. Oh, man. That's always a night, you know, when they're fucking 86 and shit. That's a good one. That's a good That's a good deal. Well, I guess if you sold out of it, you're happy. Yeah, 86 is special. That's what you want to yeah, hear. 86 is special. It's great. 86 yeah. is special. Yeah, that's, that's what you want to hear. Yeah, that's a great. So, yeah, give it, uh, kind of introduce yourself to the whole entire uh, our family, and then we'll kind of get it go from there. So The tens around the world. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All 17 people that love our show. Well, good to get in early. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm a chef. So is my brother. Uh, we both grew up here, like East Wichita, left after high school. He went to Illinois. I went to Michigan, started cooking just to like pay the bills. And I had all these friends who were like getting degrees, then not getting jobs. And like, I had a job that I liked, which is, you know, seemed like a good thing. And I was like, well, as long as I keep like, you know, liking the job, I'm just going to yeah. keep doing it. And then we both ended up in Denver. We're there for like seven, eight years, worked in a mix of like fine dining Farm to table. I got really into oh, yeah. whole, whole animal butchery for a while. Oh wow! And but then eventually, Denver is expensive. Like yeah, all, yeah. The, yeah. all of a sudden you're like living in a studio, not even in Denver. You're commuting to Denver. <laughs> yeah, you're living in Oakland or yeah. you're living in fucking yeah. Aurora. It's Westminster. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you hear a gunshot and you're like, oh, that was a liquor store. Cool. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. I know right where that was. And you know you can't afford to go to the mountains. You can't afford to eat out. But yeah, then all of a sudden. Moved back to Wichita right before the pandemic, and it was like, oh, I can actually, like, see my family, have a little free time, travel. Like, there's so many, like, benefits to, like... And you're bringing some of that culture here. Yeah. Like, like, like farm-to-table people here kind of don't understand that concept. Well, I don't yet. know with our beef. Even we, though we're we surrounded by beef, farms. Because we got good beef in this state. Oh, yeah. We got Creekstone, man. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we got Dodge City and Garden City. We got some beef around. Right? Yeah, that's for real. Well, that's what was kind of cool about, like, coming back for holidays and stuff, because I was getting, like, Wichita and, like snapshots yeah instead of yeah. living like, here and every time we came back like i remember when i was in high school like the wichita flag was like scenesters got like tattoos of it and that's like the only yeah, place yeah. you saw it <laughs> and then all of a sudden it became this like logo and yeah and they kind of they now. dolled it up and it kind of i mean when i saw it finally as a logo i was like oh, I, I, I dig it it looks pretty cool like it was, i would love our wichita flag it actually turned out to be a pretty cool little logo well, and, and and i would say that wichita pride is really just gone through the roof in the last decade. You know what I mean? People, I are, yeah. people are starting to be proud of being from here. Yeah. We ha you have to be or no one's going to want to be involved in the place. I mean, because if yeah. you're not happy to be here, why the fuck would anybody come visit? I, I, I remember when, like, uh, it was like Jimmy Kimmel gave away tickets as a joke to... You won tickets to Wichita, Kansas. So well, then great. What, what, what happened is um, what changed a little bit, and I know, uh, and, and uh, I'm sure a few other things happened, there's a couple of uh, big concerts that came here that really did well. But what happened was Wichita got the opportunity to uh, host a couple of NCAA tournament events. Oh, yeah. And, and it got a lot of great exposure for our city. True. People loved how accommodating the city was to get around and easy. I mean, for the most part, if you go into any other city, they fly into Denver. You ever flown into Denver? That damn airport's oh, yeah. six hours outside of Denver. How dare they call it the Denver airport? Right. It's literally out in the middle of fucking nowhere. 
So like future concentration camp. I mean, well, you can't yeah, write yeah. Well, if you get it, if you get into the weird if you get into <laughs> you a side note, you want to get into there's get a basement there. I yeah, hear. if you yeah, get it, yeah, if you get into the conspiracy theory yeah. of it, there's like a fucking sanctuary built underneath that yeah. place. So yeah. who really fucking knows? But Wichita is pretty accommodating for people flying in. You're right in the middle of town when you get here. It's pretty. It's not that busy of a fucking town. It's kind of easy to get around and it's affordable. Yeah. Like it's fairly affordable. You can go out to you know eat at restaurants and go do some shit and not you know completely go home broke as it's a, it's a little city. It's, well, not, it's not like a big city. It's like a little It city. is, yeah. It's but city. we like make our own fun. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go to the mountains. You're not going to the lake that often. But right. So it's yeah. like music, food, booze. Yeah. Like, and yeah, we, that's and, really. That's and really I'm not going to lie. We kill it at that. Yeah. Like, we really do it pretty and, and well. And we have a lot of events. We have tons of events that Wichita throws. Like, all day long. I mean, if you're halfway tuned in at all on Facebook, you're getting invited to events of for this and that and taco this and that and every goddamn week oh, I mean, Cirque du Soleil was in town yeah sir, uh, no um, the, it, was, it wasn't Cirque du Soleil it was yeah, like it was. Paranormal Circus no uh, both, both of those both, oh yeah. both were Cirque okay. du Soleil was in town oh so yeah. the Paranormal Circus and Cirque du Soleil were both yeah. in town we okay. have a lot of circuses apparently apparently so. it's that time of year you guys <laughs> love circuses I, moved to I got off early on like Saturday night like 7pm and my mom will help like at the host stand nice. and she's like what are you going to do tonight and I'm like I don't know probably just relax it's a long week and she's like you should go to Cirque du Soleil and I'm like yeah, by myself. Okay. Yeah, let's that's go. That's I mean, fuck ripping. it. Why not? I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, why not have a couple of drinks and go see Cirque du Soleil? That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I heard it's a pretty good show. I mean, I've never seen it in Vegas. I've never seen a Vegas show. I guess I've seen Blue Man. But Vegas. you've seen like the specials on. on yeah, like, I know what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, and everybody's seen yeah, that it's one. It's always super. Impressive. And what's the one where like Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd are freaking out watching? Uh, yeah, Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> yeah, that's Cirque du yeah. Soleil. That's. I don't remember the name of that movie, but. So they should do a paranormal Cirque du Soleil. Is that forty-year-old virgin still? Yeah, it is still forty-year-old. No, because uh, yeah, Paul Rudd's the. It's the, when he gets knocked up. Yeah, it's knocked up. There it is. Oh. There it is. It's that one. Yep. Score. Nailed it. Nice work. <laughs> so, did you have before you left? Did you have um, growing up here? You went to East High School in the town. Yeah. Um, did you and your brother? Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned your brother because he has a brother that's also in the culinary uh, arts as well. Did you guys have a, a family that had a passion for cooking? Is that something that you did early? Like, explain how you got got into it. Like, what started you there? It's one of those funny things where, like, I didn't realize I did until we left. Like, my family growing up, like, you helped cook with meals. Right. Like, I remember being, like, five or six, and my mom would do this game of, like, all right, who can get the longest carrot peel and, like, make a competition? But really, you know, we're just peeling potatoes yeah. and yeah. carrots for <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, was the old, that was the old joke. You're the best potato peeler I've ever seen. <laughs> then you get over there, yeah, I am the best one ever. <laughs> Look how long this one is, <laughs> mom. <laughs> great great tricks, moms. You got us with that one. <laughs> but then it, we move out and you start living with people and you meet people who are like, they can't how, do cook I, a lick. how do I boil pasta? And I'm like, yeah. is this like a rhetorical question? Like, <laughs> yeah. And you realize, oh, I can feed myself. I guess I'm a better cook than most. And then just kind of goes from there. Like we started doing little... Uh, dinners for my buddies like and i knew something was good when like people were like how come i wasn't invited i'm like i'm sorry it was like six people yeah i can't feed everyone and then i fully knew i might not like restaurants like i had that in my head like i might like cooking at home and cooking in restaurants like different worlds they're similar but they're very different and i remember i went to my first interview and I just knew interviews from like everything else. So I'm wearing like slacks, dress shoes, a dress shirt. And I'm talking to this chef who's sitting on an upside down milk crate smoking a cigarette. And he's just kind of like, so you want to wash dishes? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, 
in you're that. Need, you're going to need to get different <laughs> shoes, man. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's a, it, I mean, it is kind of a gritty world. I've always want, I've every cook and sous chef and line cook that you meet, like smokes cigarettes by like a freight train and drinks. And you're like, how's your fucking palate even? Oh work? my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, I, my last real job, I was the dietary manager at, at a like residential old folks kind of home. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that kind of cooking, oh my god, just take the soul right out of you. But, well, yeah, when you're just cooking for like 400 people that don't really give a shit. Well, no, and that and you have like specialty diets. Now I have to puree three of these. Well, and people you know who don't I mean? like salt. Well, no, there, well, there's people on medically no added salt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, what what do you do there? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's they, <laughs> that's tough for me at home to like get out of restaurant mode. Like I'm trying to make myself like a reasonable dinner, yeah. but like a big chunk of my brain is like. Well, we should butter this sauce out, and what if we did this? And like all of a sudden, it's like a decadent like meal. And like I was trying to eat kind of healthy tonight, but it's hard to like <laughs> yeah. shut that off. Yeah, yeah. So, do, do, how well do you do that? Do you like do you try not to overcook everything you're trying to do at home instead of trying to make it top notch? Everything that's got to be tough. I'm one of those. Sure. I know a lot of like cooks, chefs who are like, when I'm at home, I'm done. I'm one of the crazy ones where like. I get home and I like cook to relax. Well, it's a passion of yours. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. also so you're diff- not like it's one a of different the... tempo. Like yeah. you're not one of the mechanics that have shitty cars. You're one of the mechanics that has the nice cars. Bingo. Oh yeah. There you go. There you, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. There's always like the you you see the guys that work on cars all day and they go home and they don't want to fuck with it and their cars are jalopy yeah. pieces. I, I, of I shit. used to repair guitars and I couldn't touch the tone knob on my guitar. It would crackle. You know oh, what I mean? Really? Like yeah, because I never fixed mine. Yeah. So so you bailed and you kind of realized. Uh, so you went to Michigan first? Did you go to the University of Michigan, or where did you uh, go to college? I went to Kalamazoo College. Kalamazoo. Oh, really? That yeah. even, it sounds like you're making it up. That is a fun no. word. Uh, it's in, I've been to Kalamazoo, Michigan, so I know that yeah, it does yeah. exist. It is a real place. And it's uh, it's like a, at least when I was there, it's like 1,100 students, so it's like you can walk five minutes and you're off campus. <laughs> so what, what did you go there to study? Uh, what did you go there to study? Did you go there to uh, study food there? Or? journalism and poetry. Nice. But like... It's a really interesting transition of like when you try to get people to read your like poetry or they're like, sure, yeah, soon. <laughs> yeah, trash. I'll, let me take it with me. Yeah, let me take it with you. I'll and, get back to yeah, you. Yeah. In and six then you weeks. get into food and you're like, hey, do you want to eat this? People are like, yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I do yeah, want to eat that. Because yeah. like you said, most people are out there starving, eating horrible fucking shitty yeah, top well, ramen. <laughs> Dude, I know adults can't cook for shit. Man, I do too. I do too. <laughs> well, just the. I don't know. I, the sheer amount of like takeout, especially post pandemic, like oh yeah, it, delivery. It's taken over. Post like, well, concierge services have taken over, man. Yeah. I, I start those. Or, I've probably started fifty orders and finished one because then they get to the end where there's like delivery taxes, da da da, and I'm like. Wait, I'm trying to get like a chicken sandwich. How is this twenty eight dollars? Yeah, well, and, yeah, right. And one one thing that really has like I'll pay the services. And what has pissed me off though is a, a, I don't know whether it's either the the apps trying to uh, accommodate for them having to give refunds on a lot of shit that gets fucked up or what it is. But like the, the sandwich shouldn't. If it's a seven dollar sandwich at your store, I should pay seven dollars for it on the app, and then I'll pay your. Service fees and delivery fees and shit, but the they sandwich up should, it on the menu. Yeah, they make the sandwich yeah. like eleven dollars. Like yep. it's like five bucks. They up more. it on the menu. It's You're like right. go fuck yourself. I can drive down the street now. I don't care if I'm drunk. I'm going. If it's costing me three dollars <laughs> just to order it before the fees. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Perfect timing. I was about to try to like 
borrow your pen and write cursing question mark? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah we can right. game on. Yeah, we can say whatever the fuck we want. This is our platform. <laughs> yeah. Until, We're on the internet. Okay. Yeah, until yeah. like until like hu- hundreds of people watch, then then then, 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 then we might like, curve it. Nah, fuck bit. them. Fuck yeah. you if you don't like our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's how we get our fans right yeah, there. Right, right there, yeah. that works so. perfect. Just insult them. Well, it's, well, it's the same as food. Like you got to make like. I always feel like you can either try to cook food that like everyone's gonna like, or you can do your thing and people yeah. are gonna like it or not. People are gonna gravitate, like, or they're gonna fucking go away. Well, yeah, and like yeah. sometimes like a little bit of the uh, the not is okay. Like if you aimed for a target audience of this and you hit the audience that like that certain type okay. of food, and the people that the people come and know and they don't like that type of food, all and right, they will bitch right. if they didn't like it. Perfect, perfect time for this. Uh, did you guys see the Station Eight thing where James Carter popped on talking about? I ordered this brisket twice now, <laughs> and there's so much grease and so much fat, blah, blah. And the guy's like, hey, dude, we have fatty brisket and we have lean brisket. You can specify when you get there, and we'll tell you which one. If you didn't understand that, fine. I will bring you brisket right now. I will drive it to you. And shout out to Station 8. Yeah, cool. say, dude. Alex is the fucking man. Yeah, yeah Alex, man. Alex is a friend that, of the show, that so that we love Alex. very day, uh, we were running behind Saturday night. And we texted him to see if he had any leftovers at the end of the day. And he had a whole brisket and like nice. a pan of mac and cheese and a pan of baked beans. Alex, oh, yeah. if you ever Good have that, they are in an Austin show. And I'll gladly take that off your hands. You got to trade pasta for it. That's the oh, trick. That's oh, the trick. Okay. But I, I texted him and I was like, this brisket is 80% fat and sitting in a pool of grease. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn Yes, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. great. That is great. But dude, that, that post went like fucking... Well, a little bit of that stir will help your restaurant, especially if you, as a person that, if you take on that criticism uh, and don't get trolled under the bus. He did it with grace, man. That's why you do it. That's how you do it. You do it with grace and you say, hey, you know, I'm sorry you weren't, you know, satisfied with this. How can I make this up? He he offered to go above and beyond. First off, go fuck yourself and then I'll make it right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because most of the times... it's through their own ignorance. Yeah, I, I I popped on that post. And I was like, the trash took itself out. Be happy. Yeah, and like, I mean, it's good. And it, yeah. Stuff happens. Like, the, of course, the, it like does. like the worst thing that I see is when people are like, "Hey, I didn't talk to a manager. I didn't let anyone know I don't like my food, even right. if it's just a preference." But thing. I'm gonna bitch. But my first move is to get on a public platform and yes. try to tank their business. Right. Yeah. Like and sadistic and that, shit. You like, see, that's a little weird. And, and I will and I will uh, try to explain this a little bit because there is a lot of people with that go out to eat that have severe social anxiety and will eat anything you give them and are not going to say shit about what it is. For unless it's disgustingly undercooked and you can't eat it. But for the most part, there's people that will. But if you're going to go give a review, like why try to torpedo the business? You can give, you can give a negative review without being a piece of shit. Yeah. You can be like, hey man, like I went there, it wasn't that good. Like the shit was undercooked and I didn't really like it this time. You, you can, can also email owners. Yeah, like, all day. Like we have, or you can just go the fuck on and not eat there anymore. Go somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's my thing. Like, I, to my discredit, I'm super polite. I can be eating food that is not to my taste, see, and I they'll be too. like, "How is it?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's great." See, I'm that not way too. Bad. I'm not I don't write I'm a review. That's why I, just I don't never do come back. Yeah, like, that's, see, that's, that's why. I, that's why. Like me and Aaron want to do some food shows, and but we're not food bloggers. Like me, and I Aaron, also know that I'm super picky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like, there's some shit I don't like at all. Like, I ain't fucking with tomatoes at all. I was going to bring that up because I listened to the food first uh, episode. First episode, yeah. Actually, I, the first two episodes I listened to were Furt 
and forge. And I was oh, like, yeah. you guys don't like tomatoes or pickles? I don't know if I can do it's this. It's an acidity <laughs> and texture thing. It's purely acidity and, and texture. Fucking pickles don't exist, bro. Pickles don't exist. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, fair enough. It's a method, not a product. Yeah, it's, it it's a process. Is what it's, you're not, it's not a thing. Yeah. It's a process. Anyway, I don't need to get into it. <laughs> we already did. Well, but, uh, before I like, I don't know. I just deal with a lot of people who don't like tomatoes. And all I got to say is like 10 and a half months of the year, I agree with you. Like most tomatoes are garbage. They're grown in California, picked green and shipped and yep. They use a gas to turn so around. So you're about God, to tell us right. about yes, the to- right. tomato sweet spot. There's yeah. a tomato sweet spot, huh? Well, it, I mean, it depends on the weather, but like late would, July to early September, make up like you might take a bite, be like, no, this is terrible. Jordan, you're an idiot. Fair enough. But if you buy like a local, ripe, seasonal tomato, I've just done this trick dozens of times with people who say they don't like it. People are like, well, I like this one, and you're like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so there is a there is right. a there is a, a, a nice harvest time for them. Is what oh yeah, uh, well, right, that's that a future make... clip. That's a future clip. Yeah, we you should... show me the right tomato, and, I'll and, try it. Well, especially aroma. Yeah, if we're going. Well, especially if maybe you use not to maybe eat slices of tomato, but maybe you yeah. use those tomatoes in my club sandwich, or in or in or in that uh. uh Chopped cheese that we are loving so I'll much. I'll bet, dude. The so, Nas Kitchen Nos chopped Ki- cheese. Well, I'm about to try a, no- a chopped cheese. So, and set me straight on this because uh, I, wa- I wanted to talk to you because you turned me on this. I don't know how much you know about it, too. Um, but so the chopped cheese, um, people are like, it's a, some new fad. And I was like, it ain't a new fad. No, it's like, a that's new a New fad. York no. sandwich. That's been a New York sandwich forever, I thought. It's so, like, yeah, it's like Nashville hot chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been there a long time. It, but it's specific it, to it, a place. Well, and it got hot, and people started hearing about it, and then it blew That's up. It like, uh, so it like took on a. It got popular. Yeah. Kind of went on its own viral thing, and then right, well, right. you have people, chicken and waffles in the well, south. Yeah. Well, I heard like Ooh, I, oh, California. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Avocado right. toast. Roscoe's yeah. baby. Yeah. Roscoe's. Did, didn't Roscoe's do that first? You ever been? Uh, I've I've, oh, I, shit, I've never actually had Roscoe's from California, but I had a. A friend in town that tried to do a couple of businesses of it, and I went and had my, them. My man Sloan Tash took me to Roscoe's in, in Long Beach. Yeah. And uh, shout out Sloan. Shout out Roscoe's. Yeah. The, it, it has to be um, breaded appropriately. Mm-hmm. The breading on the chicken has to suit the, the waffle. Well, and that's how you tie that together. And then usually, uh, for, for me, I like this like maple syrup with a hot sauce component. And oh, that man, ties I'm, it all together. I'm the same thing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big sweets guy. I'm yeah. a big sweet and savory person. There, yeah, see me like, too. Yes, there you go. See me too. There's a few sweets that I really like, and the, most of them are texture based. Like I can fuck with cheesecakes. I like mm-hmm. cheesecakes quite a bit. But like for the most part, same. I'm not. I'm not a huge like. I like the nice texture with the savory is nice for me too. I feel you on the sweet and savory together. And then there's that Funkin' knows. Waffles in Syracuse, New York. Funkin' Waffles. Is that a chicken waffle place? These guys are actually waffle? friends of mine. Really? Yeah, and they, they run Funkin' Waffles in Syracuse. They just uh, opened one in Rochester a couple years ago. And uh, just killing it, man. They just are nailing it. So They're actually, the, uh, they have a band, Sophistafunk, and they are the house band for Guy Fieri's new show. And do they give out waffles? Like in there for like, can I go get they waffles? They won't give it to you. But, well, I mean, uh, can I go get waffles <laughs> before I check out their show? Should. That'd be you awesome. Should. Yeah. Well, let's. There's a local place that's doing cool things with waffles too. I'll give a little shout out to them. I'm supposed to actually be at their. Well, they're tied to a uh, old retirement home in Douglas. They're called Sweet Things. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Sweet Things, and they do uh, like some sort of waffle based desserts. Is like a, like they have a hamburger. They do a big hamburger. They actually have a, they have a chopped cheese too at that point. 
chips. Okay. Yeah, they have a chopped cheese too there, and it looks fucking fire. I'm gonna try it. Let's go. But uh, they got um, they got that. But then the I guess the like he the he does the hamburgers and she's like make a bunch of sweets. So, so she's got a bunch of these real cool ice cream slash waffles sweet things. So, oh yeah, bet. Because sweet go. things was a was a food truck, and now they have a standalone. They took over. So like a buddy of mine bought a old retirement home in Douglas, mm-hmm. and and is turned in the process of he turned like two wings of it into a. Uh, apartment complex and at the end of one of the wings um sweet things took over the kitchen and is now doing their restaurant in douglas instead of doing the instead of doing the traveling food truck thing so well, shout out to sweet things. built-in customers yeah. yeah yeah and it's cool because you like they're really putting some really state-of-the-art nice apartments there mm-hmm. so like some nice you know upgrade for people that are living in douglas and and now man i don't know if i could handle it if the sweet things is just right at the end of my apartment <laughs> right, i'd right. be eating hamburgers like and they're and their shit's reasonably priced their hamburgers are like five, five so, six bucks. so we're talking about like restaurant concepts what's yours what, what, what do you serve what's your uh, well first of all what's your deal? what'd you start with because you started kind of yeah. you came back from you went to denver's culinary school and you and you came back did you start Line cook and sous chef in here? Like, how did that, when you came back, how'd that go? So, I originally moved back, aside from all the other reasons, I was kind of looking for an excuse to move back yeah. to flip. And your family's here. I mean, it's your yeah. from here. I mean, it's your, it's your home. Well, and you start to feel bad when you're like, oh, I see my parents six days a year. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of have yeah. older, don't listen, mom, but same. I kind of have older parents, and you're like, same. you'd same. feel bad same. if something happened, and you're like, same. Same. Oh, I never see you. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, if you start adding up those days and if you realize you live out of town, I mean, you you, you might have, you know, 20 days left with your family if you don't live here yeah. in their life. And that yeah. just starts to hit you kind of weird. So, I mean, that's why I stay close with my family, too. So that's a smart yeah. move. Yeah. Come back home, you know, fuck it. Well, and then I got hired on to flip the Greystone menu. Okay. okay. And Were they struggling, wanted to, like, do a whole different thing or what? Yeah, well... I won't get too much into it, but he can't. they were, they were he looking can't. for a new market right. okay. and wrote a new menu, pretty happy with it, launch it, numbers are going like, not like crazy up, but going but up. steadily up. And then COVID, two weeks later. Boom, boom. Yeah. And- I feel sorry for everybody in the restaurant industry. God, that oh, was such dude. a bad time. Yeah. The, the whole arts entertainment community, rest, and, and- I feel like I, restaurants- I can, I can consider restaurants hardest. are an art. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think that chefs are artists. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. So arts and entertainment community, oh, they all took a dive. Took a fucking bath during COVID. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like food is an art, but in the sense of like woodworking. Some people, you know, build the same house over and over again, yeah. and yeah. some people are like, you know, carving and etching. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. yeah, yeah. That is it's a not great different, way to put it. but it's great. all on a spectrum. Yeah. It is, yeah, definitely. Some people are just like, you know, sometimes we're carpenters, sometimes we're sculptors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah sometimes it's mass-produced, like just cookie-cutter shit. Yeah, I feel you. But sometimes it's like what you guys do. So, Yeah, and then uh, milked that sweet unemployment for a little while. <laughs> and, well, and that's, that's what's tough, especially in restaurants. And like I feel for other owners, especially then, because like you know, people would say, hey, can you come and help out over here? And I'm like, I'm making more money not working. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was that. Put, it really put the service industry in a weird spot at yeah. that time because, like, especially since none of the businesses were making enough money, like when you were a full go, so you were making twice the money you fucking on unemployment. Well, and even well, uh, unemployment is two thirds of what you're what you're making. That's that's roughly what well, they pay. Out. Plus, they well during COVID they just had those added checks. Each there week. was there was there was added. Yeah, you're getting like a, you're getting full pay pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and 
I don't know, man. I got a lot of hobbies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like some people went crazy. I was like, yeah, dude, I, I could sick. smoke weed a lot to watch a lot of shows. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I want to tell you right now that that money that came my way during COVID did yeah, a lot exactly. for this studio. This, this yeah, is dude. why we're sitting in a studio right now. And honestly, we pushed this to start right after COVID. I mean, I yeah. spent a lot of time trying to get this together during COVID because I went a lot of places in Wichita and a lot of shit was not getting promoted anymore. A lot yep. of shit was, yep. he had a lot of commercial real estate was up for sale because tons of businesses had closed. Uh, the yep. venue, the venues were, the venues were all struggling. I mean, me and me and Aaron had like three or four, like a pre post or pre podcast number one episode meetings. Like in the Shamrock and a couple other, and barley corns with nobody fucking there. Yeah. Because nobody was coming out anymore. I mean, it was really like it just, it hit a fucking wall for everybody. So what did you decide to do after that? Did you just sit through that and wait and see yeah, what happened? Yeah, just kind of waiting for the right opportunity. And then uh, my brother was working with Jeremy Wade at Yaya's at the time. And nice. who's your brother? Shout Wonderful give, place. Give your brother oh, a shout uh, Jason Rickard. He does everything that allows me to be by myself and cook. He does nice. like the bigger load of the work, love them to death. Jason yeah, and Jordan, man, the whole... Uh, yeah, so yeah. so you guys work together to the, right now, to yeah. this day. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, we're partners at the restaurant. Great. I love when families make it work. Well, and it's nice, too. Our our mom hosts certain days. Our dad comes in to eat a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got a family restaurant, man. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. So, so so how do we get... Where we get to... How do we get to that spot? From COVID to that spot? Give us that. Well, so then I was the opening chef at Napoli, and... Was there awesome. for quite a while, awesome. and still a pretty awesome uh, Italian restaurant here. In oh yeah, and yeah, we give them their shout out. No, for sure, and yeah, the, it's one of those weird things where I have a hard time going back to eat at places I used to work. Not because I like don't like it, but like I don't like running into like nine people I like. I want to eat was, my dinner. Was, was like work or... friends with. And, yeah, it's got to be yeah. different in the owners and all that stuff. So yeah. So what did you do at Napoli? Were you the head chef there? Or yeah, I. It's all a fine line. I, well, can, give, I was the executive chef, but so it's give just us a title. Give, yeah. a, give yeah. our um, give our me too as well, and our our viewers kind of what is the difference between a line cook, a sous chef, the head executive chef? Like, what is the difference between all of them? Oh wow! Like, Ooh, yeah, like what is? I mean, no, this is my jam. That's a lot. Yeah, like what is? Like unpa- unpack that for us a little bit. Yeah. So, if you want to get. Obviously, it might vary restaurant to restaurant. Yeah, I'm sure all, yeah, everybody's got their own procedure uh, a little bit. Top but. down. This is all based off Escoffier, chef from the early late 1800s, early 1900s. He was used to be in the military. He introduced the brigade system, which mm-hmm. created like a hierarchical system. So if it's a restaurant, or multiple restaurants in a group, culinary director is usually at the top. Someone in charge of that individual restaurant is the executive chef. Oftentimes, if it's a big enough restaurant, they'll have a chef de cuisine who's kind of more in charge of the day-to-day, less of the, like, bigger picture issues. So, like, prep work and all that, like, getting the, and like buying and purchasing and stuff like that, or what? Yeah, and keeping an eye on the line and training. and Okay. And then below Shit, that, you get to line cook, or you get to sous chefs, which is, like, assistant chef, and then line cooks who, at least the way that we do it at Fiorito, everyone's, like, in charge of their own little station, and then if you get into like really old school like hotel kitchens, you have commis and plongeurs who are, are like assistant assistant cooks and dishwashers. Like I don't know, there's a lot of minutia to it if you want to dive in. Wow. So if you're a line cook, like what, like how many different like you do you just get handed like a side and you just fuck with that for the night or like how is that like what is your different like say we're at a fairly big decent restaurant and a nice place like what line cooks do you just get handed 
here, just make don't fuck this part up. Or how's isn't it like Hell's Kitchen? Like you're in charge of uh, garnish. Yeah, bingo. you're in charge of veg. So let, yeah, how, I mean, that's how I envisioned it, but well, I'm not now. sure if that's well. How that's why we envision it that way because these cooking shows. Well, because well, I love I love Gordon way, Ramsay. I'm not gonna lie. Same. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk Fiorito just because it's easy for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's your your bag, isn't the, it? Yeah. Well, on the big stations, the pasta station, we sell a lot of pasta. Nice. Usually that's like either my sous chef or like a big dog line cook. It's like a very tough somebody, position. Somebody that you rely on. Somebody, yeah, exactly. Somebody, an anchor of your restaurant. And someone who's like palate I trust. Yeah. Like right. we cook everything to Is order. Is that trying to make sure that the, when you talk about palate as far as making the pasta al dente, like that the right. That's part of it, but salt levels, acidity levels, sugar levels, like almost all of our dishes aren't like, we don't have like a a pan with a ladle of sauce and like, all right, here's the sauce. Like we make the sauce to order in the dish. Oh, nice. That's amazing. So shout out to, shout out to them for that. There's not a lot of restaurants doing that in town. You might be the only one. Well, it's one of those things where there are especially. So does that make it for longer wait times when you have to like make a sauce palette per sauce? A lot of these sauces are pretty quick. Unless you're talking about like a bolognese or something like that, this is well, gonna and, take you fucking. And like hours. we we just had a lamb bolognese on the menu for forever, and I don't know, it kind of kills you to take off dishes that people like, but like. You but you kill. make it and you eighty six when it's done. Yeah, well, right? I mean, and that would be something we'd make ahead of time. Like you, okay. you can't, you you can't be like, yeah. all right, here's your yeah. order, come back at nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does that work when you have when you have like a a, a big special like that and it's something that takes a lot of time you got to just time that out right so, or? so we just make it earlier in the prep day cool it down but then there will be a pickup for like so we'll have a container of the lamb bolognese but then you start the pan with like oil shallot garlic deglaze Scoop. of white wine add a little bit of red sauce just to thin it out Add the lamb bolognese. This man's a cook. Yeah. This man's a cook right yeah. here. Well, this is the simple stuff. Yeah, shit. <laughs> well, uh, well, I the mean, simple stuff doing it right is the one shit that makes people really happy, though. Well, mm, when you when you make a good sauce or you make a real good pasta perfect, like, that's the little shit that people give a fuck about. Well, in certain dishes, too, like, I don't know, it's one of those things where I don't know, I've dealt with a lot of people saying, so like, oh, this isn't Italian food. This isn't the same as insert your favorite Italian restaurant yeah, that's whatever. just doing... Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but, like, they're just doing, you know, lasagna, meatballs, like... I mean, Italian, I mean, Italian food is still not yeah, overly that, complicated. Is that Italian food? Well, if, like, Italian well, food's not American overly Itali- complicated. It's American Italian food. American Italian. <laughs> like, there's American Chinese and there's American well, Mexican. Well, I even think Bingo. Italian you know Italian I mean? food's not overly complicated. It's just how good no, you make no. your fucking sauce. Stra- like. Straight up, like, <laughs> the, the, the most authentic Italian food I've ever had was so simple. It's like pasta water was a secret ingredient. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Pasta water pulled it all together. So I've, I've noticed one thing. Um, uh, I don't know if it came from Denver or just came from here. Like you started at Napoli, which is an Italian restaurant. You have yeah. you have uh, Florida, that's an Italian restaurant. Is is that your main like passion? Is Italian food, or do I mean I'm sure you'd like a little bit of everything. You're like all of us, but how come we we I've seen that you've going down the Italian thing. What started you there? Well, I mean, one of the big things is I love Italian food. I love like Me especially too. like regional specialties and like trying to nail like old school dishes. But we, I don't. Me personally, I pull influences from lots of different places I've worked, lots of different cuisines. But like real Italian food isn't about authenticity so much as it is like seasonality and regionality. There you go. So like 
Yeah, shishito peppers are in season. It's a Japanese pepper. You're telling me that if they had them in Italy, that people wouldn't be throwing them in their food? Well, like, of course they would. Of yeah. course they would. Of course. But it, it seems like your restaurant is geared around comfort food. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also, like, one of the big decisions that we made for this restaurant is, like, I'm going to cook the way I cook at home and eat the kind of food that I want to eat. Yeah. And, like, like we said earlier, like, either you like it or you don't. But, like, I love pasta. I love bread. I love, like, Same. roasted vegetables. Like, yep. I like <laughs> chicken thighs and lamb. And, Same. like, see, well, the, see, pasta is the biggest one for me when I'm trying to diet to not do anymore. Because it's like, you can't have pasta. I'm like, well, fuck this diet. And have you tried? <laughs> have you have you tried that like like the alternatives like quinoa pasta? Well, and I I've, I've tried the one with you can do with uh, you can make spaghetti out of spaghetti squash. Like that's actually that, not too. That's bad. not too bad. That's it's not, not too, too fucking bad. But at the it's end of the day, the same, at the end of the day, it ain't a fucking piece of pasta. So get uh, the fuck out of here. Well, what it is is I can eat a bunch of that. And it doesn't trip the the, the well, thing yeah. in my body that yeah, says no. I'm full. Well, yeah, that's right. that's where I take issue with like, it's all semantics. But like, you know, someone says, "Oh, you want to try our cauliflower wings?" Uh-huh. Ca- cauliflower uh-huh. rules. Like, it I like d- it. it is a, fried cauliflower is. Good. I cannot believe fried how diverse. Yeah. I cannot believe how diverse cauliflower is. People like vegans or I don't know who went crazy, but we've learned that you can do a shitload with cauliflower. Yeah, yeah but sure. then you call it a wing, and all of a sudden you're like. This isn't a wing. No. Yeah, yeah like, no and same there. with like the spaghetti squash pasta. Like yeah, spaghetti yeah. squash rules. It does, but it's good. It's not it's pasta. It's not spaghetti. It's like, not pasta. You know. It's not fucking. It's nowhere pasta. close. It looks like a little bit. It's trying, yeah. but it ain't. It's not Speaking pasta. of cauliflower, though, I had this like um, is this Indian like yogurt covered? Oh yeah, cauliflower yeah. thing like this roasted like, like roasted whole. Yeah, oh man, it was so good. Really, it was so good. Mm. A little tiny pie slice of it. This was awesome. So speaking of Station 8, we uh, did a whiskey dinner with them. It must have been nine months ago or something now. But one of the dishes we did is we just gave them local cauliflower and told Alex, like, just do your thing. Use your usual rubs. Smoke it how you would. Really? Like, and again, it's not meat, but it was awesome. I like that. Well, have you ever had got a chance to try that smoked watermelon that people have been doing? Oh wow, I've seen it's that. really I, odd looking, and it looks like almost a ham when I've you're done with that. it. It's it look, uh, I, I don't, don't know. trust it. I don't trust it either. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm at. That's I'm, why I'm I wondered if either one of you. That's why I yeah. wondered if either one of you tried it because I haven't tried it. Just, I would love to be proven wrong, but I ain't paying for it. Every no, time I, like, I don't know. It's not like a watermelon's expensive. I mean, fucking watermelons are cheap. I mean, we can fry. I got yeah, but yeah, but once you fucking well, I got a smoker run it through the ringer. Well, I got a fucking smoker. Let's smoke one and see what happens. Well, I mean, every I'm time I see, not every time but I see a, like I don't have TikTok, but the videos make it my way. You know, you can right. you can get them through reels and yeah. everywhere else too. And so. someone will be like. Wow, we took a ribeye and we cut a hole in a watermelon and we stuffed the unseasoned ribeye into the watermelon and then grilled the watermelon. And I'm like, it's terrible. Yeah, why the fuck did you ruin that ribeye? (laughs) Everyone's so creative. Well, you ruined the ribeye and the watermelon. You ruined two fucking foods that we could have a good time eating. Steamed ribeye. Oh my God. (laughs) And a roasted watermelon. And people don't realize that a lot of the, like, if you use watermelon, that's like, it's it's a watermelon. All the shit, all the water in it is, there's no flavor. Water, man. <laughs> so, so one of the local farmers, Pat Randless, has beautiful watermelons every year. And but like I have a hard time with like let's melons. just say watermelons suck. No, they, no, watermelons awesome. are awesome. It's hard to make into a restaurant dish sometimes. <laughs> yeah, where are you gonna you fucking go. use so, where are you gonna surreal. fucking use watermelon on the menu? So what Never. we did is I blended them, but like not too much, so it still had a little of the pulp to them. Okay. A little salt, little sugar, and then I bought. Two pops, 
filled them myself. Oh yeah, those I've seen those. It's such a like I don't know. Everyone loves two pops. They had them when they were a kid. Yeah, it's it, kind it, like, of triggers it's, it's in their brain. It's a nostalgia. It's a little yeah. nostalgia. But they that. associate it with like incredibly false flavors. Yeah. To have yeah. that like nostalgia, and then it It'd just tastes good. like rock and watermelon is. <laughs> you can uh, even booze those. You oh, can yeah. even booze those bags. Well, you should booze. The those, first time yeah. we made them, I mean, we served everything. them upside down in a cocktail. Oh, there you go. See, we we did a little bit of because I have a pool, so we do we, we were looking for goofy drinks and groovy. And I saw that you could like basically take those. Uh, you could take those packets and put any fucking thing in it you want. Yeah. <laughs> but so you're basically just making like adult fucking cut your mouth pops or whatever those things are actually called. Well, and it was beautiful when it was 104 out because yeah. we'd like just give them to regulars. But like, yeah, take it in your car with you. Like, yeah. have fun. Speaking yeah. of 104 out at Austin's pool party, hot Twizzlers. What's Dude, your take? I'm telling you right now. Okay, so I don't know if this you're a lick, I don't know if you're a licorice new man. New to me. It was new to me. I don't know if you're a licorice okay. man or a Twizzler man or whatever. What's the other ones? Uh, 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 red vines. Yeah. Red vines or Twizzlers. But I will tell you right now. Yep. If you take a if you take a uh, if you take a uh, a package of Twizzlers, strawberry or cherry, either one, and you put them by the pool. And I, we just found this out on be, on on the slab of concrete, out, or, yeah, out the, or, or out out in the uh, or, or, or just in the exposed to the sun. We usually have it on top of a on top of a bench that sits next to the pool. And we we found this out just through my old uh, aunt's pool that we just the kids would like by accident the kids would like Twizzlers, so that it was a cool easy thing to have by the side of the pool. But once they something about once they get hotter. You would think they would melt together into a nasty jalapenous group of Twizzlers. They get greasy. They do not. And they separate. They do not. They do not do that. And they peel Damn. and eat. And they are feels t- like they get greasy. <laughs> See, when you said hot licorice, I was kind of hoping you're going like, and I put some tapatio on it. The other way. I ain't gonna lie to you. We have tried that because I have some tapatio at the house. I mean that weird tangy ass shit. <laughs> I'll try that on anything every Tahin once in a while. Yeah, I mean every once in a while you just gotta throw it on some shit and see what it tastes like because it's just like. It's like static and a spice to me. <laughs> See, I'm a big black licorice fan. Oh, you are? I, I love- you're going to give me shit about pickles? No, no. Whoa. <laughs> I'm accepting of all. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I can't do black licorice. I'll say the last time uh, I, I did. I mean, I don't hate it, but they're not my favorite. The last time I did Red Vines, we were going to see... Uh, Oppenheimer, and I was like, I need a candy that's not quite good enough that I'll eat them fast. What'd you think about that movie? <laughs> like, I like them, but they're gonna last the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, What'd you yeah. think about Oppenheimer? I'm about to watch that. I just got it on my Plex account. It's, I can't wait to see it. I've been dying to see it. I ain't gonna lie. So this is gonna be a bummer. Super worth seeing in IMAX. I know. I wish I'd have, like I, I, the I, audio effects, the visuals. I, I was pissed that I missed it. You missed your mark. I did. Well, I did because I because I. And the funny thing is, that I only see movies in IMAX because I was just in IMAX this weekend watching uh, the Marvels. But uh, I was apparently one yeah. of the very few people that went and watched that this weekend. <laughs> I was just saying, this is not like your Wonder Bread. So we took a little break, a uh, slash audio issue, and now we're eating bread. Now we're eating bread. And pimento cheese. And, and pimento, pimento cheese. So, this is amazing pimento so cheese. So we'll, we'll let uh, Jordan uh, give us a little rundown. This is this is from your restaurant. Yeah, we got. They mm. make bread there for their sandwiches, and, and got to give them credit on. And the bread is amazing. And and, and I don't know if we got this on, so I want to say it again, just in case. Like they're making this pasta sauce to order. They don't have a big giant cauldron of your fucking pasta sauce that they made on Wednesday that they're trying to scrape through to the next Thursday and you might get, you know, the little <laughs> bit one with a, a little bit moldy right, at the right, top, right. but if we don't get through there. So like um they're making it 
to order on your sauces. They're making fresh bread almost every day, like you said. And so give you know, you can tell it better than I can. I'll give you the yeah. station. Well, and a lot of it, it like it takes some yeah, right. thinking it out. But we get on these cycles of we bake hoagie rolls every morning. And then we serve them on lunch sandwiches, but we bake too many. So after lunch, we turn them into garlic bread that we sell that night. We make sourdough the night before. It proofs overnight. We bake it in the morning. We serve it at dinner. So what 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 is the extra process in sourdough? Give us a little bit. Like, what do you have to do to make it a sourdough bread? Like, what is the... So, I mean, sourdough on, like, a base level is beautiful because yeah. I love when people are like, what's in this bread? And you're like, uh, flour, salt, water, starter. Like, oh, it's starter. And you're like... It's flour and water that's right. like got natural yeast in it. So like all the like. Do you have to buy that as a separate thing? No, no you make it. You make it. You can just. It's a lot like uh, if you're starting a ferment or trying to brew. You can just leave it in open air. Like the air is full. So you have to create it. Yeah, it's full. Yeah. Of, like See, even how in cool here, is that? The, there are restaurants that had the same sourdough starter for hundreds of years. Like, yeah. Well, and the only yeah. difference on that is so the like. Old school way of doing sourdough bread is you have a start, like a mother starter, yeah. and you take a little bit off each day and you feed it a little bit each day. So you're like growing this bacteria basically. Right. Yeah. But exactly. then you get these intensely like sour breads, which like have their place. But what we basically do is the same thing, except we use 90% of it each day and add 90% back. So we're using a lot of fresh ingredients every time. So it's not yeah. the same old. Well, it, is this your sourdough? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think this like, is incredible. It really this is. This is really amazing. Like, really good. Take a little bite and let me like walk you through it for just yeah. 10 seconds. I'm in. Of like, okay. instead of it being super sour, like a lot of commercial sourdoughs, which you is, gotta do it dry which is usually additives. It. Yeah. Yeah. it has like a, a nuttiness and like a light sweetness to it. And then just kind of like finishes sour because it's a, like a fresh starter almost every day. Like it, the same strain, but 90% of it is like fresh flour and water. Oh. So you still get the same ferment, but it has like, I think it makes it more crushable. Like instead of it being super intense, you're like, yeah, I could oh, it's just amazing. slice yeah. after slice of this. It's just got a great texture yeah. and everything. And a really good feel. So how do you, so how did you get into that process? Did you, is that a process you were taught or is that? Yeah. You- so, I mean, it's nice, like mixture of streams of like my brother got super into making bread during COVID and I had run bread programs before. And then uh, my kitchen manager, Aaron, who makes all of our bread and all of our pasta, had this like info dump when he opened because he had never really made bread before of like my brother's telling him everything he's learned and I'm telling him everything I've learned. And he panicked like a motherfucker for like three weeks. Right. But now, <laughs> as you would hope for anyone you're teaching something, he does it way more than me, so he's better at making bread than I am. Well, yeah, like, uh, eventually you like you learn people the processes, but if they're plugging and cranking away on that every day, like they fucking know that shit. Yeah, like if you teach someone how to play guitar, but you're just like managing the studio the whole time. Yeah, the guy that's like practicing every day, you want him to be better than you. Yeah, like, no shit. Of course, that's what I'm course. selling. That's what we're selling here. Exactly. You let people do their fucking thing, especially if you can trust them. Yeah. Like you, know, yeah. like you give you after a few well, processes comes everything. Yeah, well, after a few processes, they prove it. Then it's like fucking run with it, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, and then also the pimento cheese. Like we always have That's an op- incredible. We have an option of uh, pick three or pick five dips. Yeah. So like right now it's pimento cheese, green garlic ricotta, mm-hmm. beet hummus, stracciatella cheese, and charred eggplant dip. And like they all kind of work together, and you can kind of mix and match bites. And like I know that's just how I like to eat. Like. What's, oh, your yeah, course, What's your favorite dip? What's your favorite dip? The pimento. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I figured well, you brought it. With a special mention really to beet hummus of like 
we use the beets, and then it's like horseradish, dill, caraway. I do love a good. Like, I love a good hummus. I mean, they really. Yeah, and, and just bright purple looks great on the plate. Like, well, and it, like, and hummus is like, especially with a good bread, like it, like it fits perfect for a dip. Like, well, I like those pretzel chips too. If you guys ever get a chance to oh use yeah, pretzel oh chips yeah. on the hummus, oh. Well, that's the thing, like. Hummus and pita, classic, awesome. But if you look at like the structure of the bread, those holes are meant to be filled with dip. Like you can yeah, really, yeah. like we're big boys. Like yeah. <laughs> you want to secretly be like, I'm gonna take this third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, you can get it and you can spill it all over your clothes like John did when he got his. <laughs> but <clears throat> I love a good bread with a good dip. I mean, I'm all in. Oh, that. that's that's real bread. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know, it, it's always been good, but we've really been nailing our focaccia lately. Yeah. Like, and we serve Focaccia, it, what is that? Explain that. Thin so, bread. Uh, it's a, a, qu- a quicker bread, has some, like, yeast to it. It gets, like, doused in olive oil, so it gets, like, a really spongy, chewy interior, but, like, a really crispy outside. Okay. And then we serve a slice of that with all of our lunch pastas, because so, mm. it's a great, like... Oh, I'm really digging this pasta. Oh, yeah, garlic focaccia. And then you get, oh, you got the sauce at the bottom. You kind of dip, yeah, you a little plate cleaner. Yeah. A little plate cleaner bread. I love that for sure. Especially with a good, dude, that's bread and Italian and Italian food go together. All right, all right, so why we, why we were, I got to mention this and I'm going to yeah, hold them to it now that we're on, now that we're on fucking camera. The, they got a, a wine and a deal tasting coming up with, uh, with, uh, what is it? Uh, white crow with white crow that we uh, Aaron and Austin mm. show might sit in. Mm-hmm. Aaron and Austin show might get a little spot, do a little live. white crow the cidery. Yeah, yeah. Over on like Waterman and I uh, knew. See, I knew John, you'd be happier now. So I know you're upset, John, but I knew this would make you happy. Oh, you must have them in your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, this is great for me because it kind of cements me in because we had like a vacuous idea of doing this with them in January, oh, but now cool. I gotta like lock it down. Yeah, we're doing it. All right, so and so the Aaron and Austin show's gonna get a spot. How are you incorporating their ciders to your menu? What are you doing? You, well, you're pairing things? Yeah, you, it's going to be a pairing. I also yeah. think... Do you have any ideas yet, is what he's asking, or do you? are you guys still freshing that well, all out? Well, it, I don't know how new it is. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, we're putting them on the spot. It could be top secret. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is like deep level, but like I feel like ciders and Alsatian food is super cool. Yeah. Like Alsace-Lorraine, like right between Germany and France, lots of apples, German influences, kind of French... Re- Ooh, what dish comes to mind first when you think that? Ooh, I'm a big chacrut guy, so it's basically like a big stew with apples, cabbages, awful sausage, pork, just like everything that's in season. You, you said just, awful, yeah. What, what is, is awful? Awful's like off cuts, organ meat, like oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. all right. I actually so. We do family meals. That's why they call it awful. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's a, O-F-F-A-L. Okay. But uh, so we Still. do family meal. Thank the- you. I, I love when people explain like those random yeah. terms that we don't know. I love that shit. Yeah. Well, we do family meal at the restaurant every day just for our staff because like I think if you're going to work in restaurants, you at least be fed. So you feed I your staff so. every day? So. Yeah, twice a day. You, you yeah. straight up. Okay, so sh- let's stop right that's, here. That's amazing. Let's stop right yeah, here. There amazing. is a ton of restaurants that are barely. You're a good dude. There's a, a ton of restaurants that do not give their staff yeah. meals at cost, let alone just a like. I feel like if I'm working there for more than six hours, can I get a one meal? We serve them here. Come for, on. 
right, serve right. here. Can yeah. I get one? I, mean, I make this food every day. Well, Shit, our restaurants always have extras. Like, there's always of course like stuff that's you're what not going to use. And that's what things away. And, and great segue. How much I was going to ask. You know, when you're making bread you, and you, you're trying to turn it into croutons, you're trying to turn it into amazing bread. How much waste do you guys got to deal with? And how much of being a restaurant owner is it trying to figure out how I can manage that waste and not have as much of a percentage of it? So we've gotten it down pretty good, and we also. Uh, have people that will come in and ask to buy whole loaves of bread. And honestly, like giving you guys bread or one of my favorite things in the world is like, hey, we have too many loaves today. A server tells me, this table's been really cool. Like they seem interested in the food. They seem very nice. Like they were engaged with your staff. Yeah, they yeah. were nice. Right, right, right. And at the end of the night, it means like, not, I'm not trying, giving bread away means nothing to me. I'm drowning in it. But like, well, it does. But it, like, it means a lot to it means a lot to us. Exactly, yeah. and yeah, it, really it feels oh, it's great amazing. to be it like, it's great hey, this thing that like." Well, let's say it, let's say it different for Jordan. Just take get, it. For Jordan, giving away bread is like giving away a piece of his family. It means the world to him to give mm-hmm. it away. <laughs> or you could. Pro- I'm mm-hmm. sure either you could play some music that like I could never fucking do, never not touch. Me. Not me. Well, and I can eat bread though. Yeah. <laughs> And this guy's for, and, and for you, it means nothing. Not nothing, but like you, you know, just flick it away. But for me, I'm like, I would do it. For this free. is awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel you. I mean, that makes sense. It, it's it, they have waste. They have bread to give away. But to, I mean, to me, it, it giving it something like that you made from your restaurant and put time into whether it was going to end up uh, wherever it was going to end up in two days. That still means a lot to a lot of people. It makes sense. I get that. And it's, yeah. and, and then we'll also say to me, to our fans and anybody that sits at a restaurant, shit gets you some places being a nice patron of a fucking place and being oh engaged God. with the, and being interested in the time it takes. Now, if you're at fucking Applebee's, who gives a shit how the fucking margarita was made? But like, if we're, if we're at a restaurant that's especially a small business, like when you're engaged with them and a lot of times the owners are there, the, the, the head chef and all those people have a lot of vested interests. So act like you fucking are really enjoying it. So I want to talk about, the award you just got. Oh yeah, we haven't even got into that. Yeah. You won the award. Man. You got not a not a Wichita award. So he got a Kansas. Award. He got the Kansas. What it, it's called the it's Kansas Restaurant and Hospitality uh, Chef of the Year Award. Is that so yeah? That's a pretty big fucking deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, I told everybody this, but so, can, we, can we get a thunderous applause <laughs> entered in right here? I'm not great at taking compliments, so that week afterwards was a lot of like, thank you. You're like show, uh, well, yeah. I know you had to take a lot of awkward pictures and a lot of yeah. shit. I, I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, thank you. I feel, but whatever. I've been doing this, but well, and it was an interesting thing too because uh, we had just done a like collaborative wine dinner with Josh Rathbun, who's yeah. the chef at Lottie. He was the other nominee for the award, and I don't know. It's just great when like you know good people yeah. and like. Well, if you're you, in a good circle. Yeah. Well, you're in a good circle of friends. Well, and which like in Wichita, I don't feel like we're competitive with one with other people that are doing interesting things because mm-hmm. the real not enemy, but like your goal is to get people to be like to be involved, engaged, interested, pay a little more for food, go to a show, like. Yeah. And so if I can support people who might be like quote like competitors, but they're doing something like cool and fun and delicious yes by all means like 
we send people to Station Eight all the time. That's oh, well, and the thing is, tied like, here floats all boats. It is. Well, we, it it is that's a, what happens. It is really. And I knew he was going to say that because it's our motto around here. Is, I, I say it all. Is time. the rising tides raises all boats? But the first and foremost is. If if we have good experience at restaurants, you're playing to the same crowd. Just I can't eat at the same restaurant every fucking day. So if you're if you're promoting other restaurants, you're promoting them to the people that eat at your restaurants. That's right. So if someone's going to go to, right. say George's or the or uh, or your restaurant, how do you say it again? It's a Fiorito. Fiorito. Or if they're going to go to Napoli, or if they're going to go to an an upper scale restaurant, maybe a sushi bar or any of those places, those are all your customers. Mm-hmm. Even though they're eating at uh, Napoli today, there's still the people that are going to come. They're the same people that are going to come to your restaurant in two or three days. Right. So, like, finding a competitive, even if they're doing the same kind of cuisine, even if it's different, but it, there, there's no reason to find a competitive edge in that. And so, anybody that has that kind of weird jealousy in your heart where it comes to music or your restaurant or other people's podcasts or other well, people's whatever, get well, that out of your head. It, Get that out of your head, because that's a silly way of thinking. In the restaurant business, I will say that Wichita is a very highly competitive market. We are a test kitchen well, for I a mean, lot of places. So so you know that if you do things right in this town, there's plenty of mouths to feed. Yeah. Well, yeah. well the enemy is Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. Let's say it. I mean, well, well, and the sad thing is, is even if you... That you, sucks. Well, even yeah, if you get right. down to the, the gist of it... Even all the local Applebee's are owned by a franchisee that lives in this town. Yeah. Yep. So, like, even the even the all the McDonald's you go to, all the all the Burger Kings you go to, most of them are not owned by the big corporations. They're actually owned by franchisees that live in this town. Right. So, a lot of them are local, more local businesses than you think. But like, it's nice to support the 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 one off shops. Those are those are really when you're talking local restaurants. Those are the ones that you really want to support. So, well, and there are neighbors, but the restaurant, like, with people. Ask me like, hey, what's your favorite restaurant in Wichita? Mm. Almost always, I say Sport Burger because oh, I love yeah, for, yeah. dude, they for are that bomb, price dude. point. Dude, have you been to Sport Burger? Part, I know you and, like, I know you like Busters, but Sports Burger. And is and part. I will say, uh, my cousin Chris, until Bomber, re- yeah, yeah, ran the Bomber Burger. That was was that been, your cousin that ran that awesome, place? Huh? I haven't been to Busters, so there might be better burgers, but. So you're, you, that was literally your cousin? A 99 cent burger. Yeah. For the burger Nazi price, was your cousin? Yeah. Really? But That's so for amazing. the price of that burger, and it's boiling lava hot because they cooked it right, right before they handed it to you, yeah, and you're yeah. like, Take one bite before you get home with it. Like oh, dude, that's my like right. happy place. I would go in the, uh, in the bomber. Good. I would go in the bomber burger, and he'd make fun of me for my dreads. Yeah, he'd make fun of you for everything. I really I, so uh, straight rest, up. I was not what, his what, people. What was man. his? What was his? What was his name? Chris. Chris. So uh, rest in peace to Chris. I, I was a city worker. I uh, mm-hmm. worked on the south side of Wichita all the time, and we were always over in that area working on. And he gave you a discount. No, he didn't. He didn't give me a nope. discount. He no. talked shit to me every time I was in there, and I actually loved him for it because he was a, if I remember correctly, a Steelers fan, and yep. I was a 49ers, yeah, yeah. and I was a 49ers fan. So we always talk shit because the Steelers got one more fucking mm-hmm. Super Bowl than the 49ers do. So me and him would always talk shit when he was in there, but it made a great hamburger, and it was always kind of a fun place to go eat. So yeah. well, shout out to that the 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 old memory of Bomber Burger and uh, Chris as well. Well, and hopefully not. Nothing. I, I had heard rumors and chit chat about people taking it over, but like that location and yeah. that food was him. It really was. Like, I mean, yeah, the there's no other restaurant in any direction you can throw a fucking rocket. It was the only one that was going to make that work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's literally the Dollar General for Oakland, and that's it right there. There is nothing fucking else there. Yeah. And like the idea of it continuing on 
without him is and, unless he kind unless, of offensive. Well, yeah. no, unless yeah. <laughs> unless he had like set something up with somebody to to continue it. Yeah, or someone who worked there. Yes, or, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. like just some random buy, he can't do it. Like you can't open nothing in that restaurant. Just bulldoze a fucking building. What else you can do with it? Because there's literally it wasn't even a, con- a a really conducive place to have a restaurant in. <laughs> no, it was out of the way. It was literally on the side of the road at 47th and Clifton. I know exactly where that motherfucker was. I ate there so many goddamn times. But uh, yeah, I, I love little hole in the wall places like that that just pop up just because just because of him. I mean, it literally was just because well, of him. Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah, was, I mean, yeah. it was his his joint. That's so, cool. so so how do we find uh, what you guys are doing? Um. You guys got specials. I saw some yeah, like yeah. biscuits and gravy with some very orange gravy. Oh yeah, yeah. so like, orange gravy, man. It looked good. I'm, like, I'm, I'm okay. not gonna lie, it looked good. Of of all the food, look like all I the food see. that we do, like I get it. We're at a higher price point for a lot of things. So what? Our what's brunch? a higher price point? What's a average entree at your place? Twenty bucks. More yeah, than 20? yeah, like twenty to twenty-five bucks. I will say, like they're big pastas. You can okay. easily share them between two or three people, depending. Like, well, not me. Like, oh, no, no, no. I Let's say <laughs> we're big boys. If we got like a uh, five dips in bread, a salad, and two pastas, and maybe a dessert, I think we're good. Yeah, and then we're, yeah. maybe it's a hundred dollar check between the three of us. Yeah, shit. I mean, but brunch is like. Where you fucking loosen our collars, like? Do you guys do a brunch every day? Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Ooh, you're not like, brunch. Right. But like, uh, up. fried chicken thigh tossed in Calabrian honey on a house-made biscuit with <sighs> avocado mousse, a sunny egg, and shallots on top of it. Holy shit! Like, it's, I'm making the food I want to eat here. <laughs> like, oh wow. Okay, so what's our br- is our br- is a brunch an all you can eat brunch type thing? Uh, it, it's all a cart, but oh, okay. which actually. Well, I have a forum. I feel like there's a Wichita. Like I've, I'm sure it's other places. I've mostly heard in Wichita. There's this like conception that like brunch is a buffet. I know, right? For sure. And it can be, but it's but not, not exclusive. Always. No, like, not always. Like we get people. It's like I thought this was brunch, and you're like, yeah, we serve breakfast and lunch dishes, and they're like, but there's, there's no buffet, means, and you're like, yeah, no buffet. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which, you don't get to eat this for hours. <laughs> and I feel, did you guys both grow up in Wichita? Mm-hmm. I feel like Wichita used to well, have... Well, he grew up in Winfield. I grew up in Wichita. See, I feel like Wichita used to have a ton of buffets, and now it's just like... I, like, I don't know the math on it. I just think it has to not no, be your math like, is correct. It cost went from, effective anymore. It went to 900 of them, and COVID killed a ton of them, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But I'm not going to lie to you. Me and my friend, uh, shout out to Tony Vu, put seven or eight of the Asian crab legs slash crawdad places out of business because we would go there and just sit there for oh, hours. Oh, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, like you used to be able to go sit at almost any Asian restaurant, any Asian buffet in town, and there would be crab legs on their buffet. And you could eat crab legs until you're fucking, you eat snow crab until your head blew up. See, I did it wrong. I was trying to run hometown buffet out of chocolate milk. <laughs> well, dude, I ain't gonna lie to you. You yeah, just well. you just toast on another thing. I live right mm-hmm. down. I live right down the street from hometown buffet that was on uh, Central and uh, Ridge Road right, right there. I live right down the street. I went to Northwest High School, and hometown buffet was one of the buffets I wish I would come back because the breakfast buffet was shit. But what you I eat there a bunch. Their milk was so cold and good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's, I am it's like a big that right. glass. Yeah. Like. And they had like this like the weirdest delivery system too is like this giant like like 
doorknob thing that you yeah. pushed <laughs> through a straw. Yeah. You're, you're, well, it was a big eight, bag of milk. You don't, you don't know what calories are yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and, and I ain't gonna lie to you. Growing up, if they tricked me on one, I've never been a soda drinker. I don't like coffee or caffeine, so I don't put a ton of I put a ton of fucking calories in that way but they got me with milk boy because i still <laughs> yeah. love milk i still think it's good <laughs> yeah. and some people look at milk like it's the craziest shit ever this is amazing all right before we wrap this up mm. i want to I wa- there's one question i wanted to get to so how do you when you're getting an award like this do do you know that you're nominated for it like how, do you, how does it come about yeah. like so you know they- that you know that you're nominated so you know that you're getting ready for it and did you have to go to like a ceremony and and all that good stuff yeah it was out at the casino uh yeah again we'll have a forum the pro star high school pro star programs did the food for the event great program support it as much as you can what is that program give them a shout out it it's a in wichita high schools it's like a class but also a uh, like a competitive event, and these kids go to like not kitchens, like banquet halls, and they have an hour to make three dishes nice. while being observed by judges who wow. are judging how clean they are. Oh, okay, and they have one hour without power what? or to make three plates that are then judged. Holy shit! So no blenders. They're cooking on camp stoves. Oh, okay. Like, it's wow. impressive can stuff. Can you grill? You can grill? Can you use grills? If you have a gas, if you yeah. have a portable gas grill. Yeah, gas nice. grill. So, are you limited by the equipment that you bring? You can bring some yeah. equipment? So, Actually, I can I'm show up with sure can, can I show up with a fucking Traeger and, like, blow this competition? Bring up with my food <laughs> truck. I got a food <laughs> truck over here. Well, I got a fucking Traeger, baby. I well, there's here. no hoods. <laughs> oh, well. Like, mm, imagine. But, like, I judged last year, and I'll, not all, but a lot of the dishes. If someone had said, hey, this is from X restaurant in town, I'd been like, oh, nice. Like, this is a good plate, like a great plate of food. So that's cool. So support that. And and before we kick off one more time, uh, there was one more thing that I wanted to touch on. I, I can't remember if it was before the break or after. You said that you would go intern at other restaurants. How do you get into that? Like you, like you would go just there for a few days and kind of learn their processes, or like how yeah. does that how does that go about? And do you still do that as a restaurant owner now, or is that something you did as you coming up, or like explain that process a little bit? Because that would be like especially if you go to like a restaurant that's really got their shit going or doing something new or something. That sounds like a really cool process. And I, yeah, I wonder so- if all owners owners are doing that so the term is staging which is spelled the same as like staging okay but it's not i won't say all but like most restaurants are willing to take free labor and teach people something like we have an intern right now two of the pro star teachers have come and interned with us just to like learn stuff and we're happy to teach them and get some extra hands for a week but like yeah i went to husk in nashville and just worked for like two days or uh, I worked at Qua in San Francisco, which sadly closed, but it was like a two Michelin star restaurant. But I worked wow. there for three months for free, but it's like to in, learn your craft. But it's like invaluable experience. Yeah, okay. yeah so that's awesome. So I, I hope I, I hope there's a lot of people taking advantage of that because that just fucking really seems like a cool thing that the industry offers. Like, I mean, come learn, especially if you're trying to get into a new type of like here's a new menu I'm trying to do. Let's go to a place that's fucking killing that menu and learn for a couple of weeks and then you can like integrate it into your menu. That sounds yeah. fucking cool as fuck. So it's Fiorito? Yeah, Fiorito. So, so it's actually my sister-in-law's maiden name, okay. which she had to give up to marry my brother. So we kind of repurposed it for All the right. name of the restaurant. Nice. There you go. Nice. So, so pronounce it. And- 
Fio Rito. Fio Rito. Restaurante? Yeah. And we're at we're at Douglasson Hillside in the old uh, uh, Two Brothers Barbecue Spot, right there in front of Dylan's. So. Yeah, and we got a wine dinner coming up next month, December twelfth, and we're gonna currently thinking of just doing like upscale takes on like Christmas classics. Yeah, and. I don't know. We have a lot of fun at the wine dinners, but also come in for brunch, come for dinner. So like, they got brunches on Saturday and Sundays, and they're I not. Wanna, they're I not just want to go check out Do your you daily. Have, you guys have daily. you guys have any kind of daily specials or any specials that we need to come in during the week or what? Yeah. Are, so we go big on the weekends. Like uh, last weekend, we essentially made like a checkerboard of raviolis that were Ooh, interchanging awesome. crab and then brown butter wow, uh, butternut right. squash. You guys, you guys are upscale. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're but, fucking but ingredients. Upscale but dirty. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, then we give put, me some crab fucking raviolis right bro, now. That sounds I'm amazing. so in. I'm so in. Yeah. <laughs> then pork belly, local mushrooms, and sweet chili on top. I want to like, go there. I want to go there like on a random Tuesday. Okay, what, so, what am I expecting? What's, what's your favorite dish on the menu is what you're asking. Kind of. I'm saying Tuesday. Ooh. No specials, no like. Yeah, yeah but you're yeah, basically yeah. asking what's, well, what's well, what am I going to get on like a random? So from our weekday. opening menu, it's probably never coming off. It changes a little <laughs> bit, but I think you guys be into it because I'm into it. I'm into it. It's yeah. a play the whole on state a, of Kansas. Obviously, judging on all this right here, I'm into. Judging so by the award you won, I think the whole state of Kansas yeah. is into it. So it's a play on a KFC bowl. Okay, so it's a, a stuffed annulotti pasta. It's stuffed with cottonwood reserve cheddar made in Kansas and potato. It has crispy chicken bites tossed in Calabrian hot sauce, and then butternut squash, dill, crispy shallots, and like a really oh, buttery that. sherry jus. I mean, the like, fuck out of that. Are, are you married? <laughs> yeah, I am currently single. Anyone hey, would like me to everybody. cook pasta for them? Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> you know what I mean. So we're gonna hang out after this. Yeah. For sure. So uh, definitely check out everything they're doing. <laughs> they really use some good ingredients there. Don't be uh, spared, uh, scared to spend a little money if you want to get something really. Guys, I mean, I, you're I'm, always. I'm, I'm telling you right now that McDonald's sp- costs you fifteen dollars. Dude, I spend twenty dollars everywhere so, I fucking yeah. go. Let's, anyway, let's. Same let's thing. Up and I'm up spending $20 bit, at Taco Prano. I can spend $20 there. Let's <laughs> pop it up a couple more bucks and have a quality meal. And if you think if you think our dinner is expensive, you can get a like half sandwich and soup or a half sandwich and salad for like 12 to 14 bucks at lunch. Oh my God. Brunch is about the same price. Like we have, we have ways some, to get you. They, in the have, door. they have they have some menu items that are uh, going to be able to you're going to be able to afford. They, and they also got some bougie items. It sounds like with some great ingredients. Um, uh, one last question on the way out the door. It sounds like you shop local for a lot of ingredients. Do you have any shout outs to people you get local ingredients from? Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, give, oh, yeah. give, give, give a few shout outs oh, to yeah. the places where you get some of your proteins, some of your Pat Randless, Brian Mann, Jimmy Vo, Laurent's yeah. Lambs, Jimmy Vo, Raise the, the Prairie, Meat LLC. Like, honestly, we have, I try to have fewer so we can buy more from them. Yes, like, I'd rather yes. like keep. People we like in business than try to you know throw twenty bucks to every person in town. And, well, especially oh God, if, right. and, well, especially if it's something you trust and it's something that's local and something that's working. And I will tell a lot of restaurants, a lot of places, a lot of businesses in general. If it ain't fucking broke, don't worry about it. If it's working and it's making money, don't fuck with it. I've seen a lot of places try yeah. to fuck shit up by overthinking shit or moving to new locations and all this goofy shit. Like if it's working, stick with it, baby. I promise you, it usually is the way to go. Yeah, and I'll be back next August for the tomato tasting. 
So oh, yeah, so he knows. Pickles. So he knows when the. I'm yeah. out, dude. Yeah. I'm so out. So I feel like I feel like we make a we make like a salsa with those tomatoes during during the if, bad season, and then we make a salsa during the good Jordan season. If Jordan says to try this tomato, I will try it. I will try. Or it. I will, I will try tomato it. sandwich on this bread with just like a fresh mot, butter, maybe? a little bit of cheese, yeah. salt and pepper. It's all right. right. If you, if make, you make it, it I'll try oh, it. If you make it, I'll try it. And, you make and, it, I'll try it. And, w- and we'll tell you what we got, a little, just a little bit of what mm-hmm. we got in the works. I got a, We got a kitchen that me and Aaron are working on trying we to are, build right in we here. We're trying to do that. And so we're going to try to do like cooking shows with local restaurants like such as yourself yeah. where they come in and do a little this, do a little that, you know, or just come in here, kind of do what the Forge did. We're, we have a lot of options. You say, hey, here's some bread. Yeah, you can even come in and I like a lot of people don't know there's a comedian, Jim Gaffigan, that does a bread show. Like he makes bread. Like what? he has, he is like, super into making bread so he has a bread show but uh like that kind of stuff even if you kind of want to come in and like show us the process of how you guys do your sourdough and stuff like that yeah so we we have we we're gonna try to after the first of the year get this kitchen together and do uh, a couple extra shows a month that are just food based only so we're gonna do our normal four days uh four shows a month but uh do six shows and two of them are gonna be feature a pop-up or a restaurant or a chef or just come and shoot the shit with us, you know, 30 minute show, maybe throw something together and you know, nothing, no big giant entrees ain't like we're trying to feed the world, but just kind of show, show off those skills and, and get to know the, the owners and restaurant tours a little bit. I think that helps with uh promotion for restaurants a ton. Yeah. I'm all about it, and we got to get my brother Jason in yeah, next time. Oh, let's go. Also yeah, let's go. 100%. Like, I'd love to watch you guys yeah. fucking yell at each other in the kitchen. <laughs> so, Brothers. So look, I can look, only imagine. Look, at, look out for that. We're going to do that soon. Let's uh, When we get that together, as we wrap today, we'll get uh, Jordan and Jason in there together. So Jordan, man. Yeah. It's been great to see Thanks you. Thanks for coming yeah, out. For sure. And everybody, make sure you check out his restaurant over there at Douglas and Hillside. Uh, award-winning Kansas uh, Chef of the Year. So right Fiorito. The Aaron Austin Show is brought to you by Wichita by EB, Sacred Leaf, PK Pest Management.